I have somebody waiting in the wings that you really need to hear. Someone you've heard before. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Well, today on the program is one of my favorite guests, Dr. William Wong, who, by the way, is a a classical naturopath doctor, PhD in exercise physiology. He and I, we talk more than just about medical things. We like to talk about politics. And many of you have told me you enjoy having him on the program as a guest. He is truly a unique individual with a with a very fascinating perspective. I had mentioned the other day with Tulsi Gabbard announcing she is no longer a member of the Democrat Party and, and everybody on the conservative side is suddenly embracing her and holding her out as one of us and a hero. And I'm thinking to myself, not so fast. What do we really know about Tulsi Gabbard and, and many others that sometimes decide to be conservative? So, Dr. Wong, let's begin the program today. We'll talk a little politics and some of the current events in the world that are going on. You're like I am. We spend a lot of time reading and studying and trying to get to the bottom of the stories that are out there to have a clear understanding. So, what is your take on Tulsi Gabbard? Don't like her. I respect her for her service in the Iraqi war. I respect the fact that she's a, she's a, a combat veteran. But she's a socialist and an anti-gun person. And as you said, she's pro-abortion. That is not a conservative stance. And how many people are believing all of this because, hey, but she was on Fox News. I saw her talking uh, on the first with Bill O'Reilly. I mean, I hear, I mean, isn't she really one of us? No. No, and you know, anyone who still thinks that Fox doesn't have a hand in everything that's been going on, hasn't been paying attention, and has their head up their rectal sphincters, the same as all the normies do. Mm-hmm. Fox is not the font of truth and right. Fox will push for whoever pays them the most. That's why when you watch Fox, they're still having all these wonderful advertisements about get your COVID booster. Mm. And because you'll save your life if you do. I don't believe you know, any of it. The, 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 the push now is that we haven't had flu, uh, a flu season in the last two years because we've all been masked and we got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So we got to get the vaccine and stay masked to not to have a flu season this year. And that is the biggest crock of horse dookie. Mm-hmm. Because the reason we didn't have a flu season is because they weren't counting flus. They were counting COVID. And if it looked like the flu, it became COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID was nothing more than influenza A anyway, which is the old Hong Kong flu. Seven U.S. universities asked for samples of the uh, COVID virus. Mm-hmm. From the CDC, WHO, uh, NIH, FDA, and they didn't get them from anyone. They well, the only only lab. place the only place that had it was probably University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. <laughs> they had it. <laughs> well, they had they had the spike protein part of it. They had parts of it, but no one had the entire virus. Now, let me explain this. 
if you've got a, a, a hospital full of COVID patients and you've got their nasal swabs, their COVID tests, mm-hmm. you've got the COVID virus. It's there on the swab. And they tested all the swabs and 70% of them. Now, this is seven universities doing this. All right. 70% of the COVID swabs came back positive for influenza A. They couldn't find a trace of the molecular structure that they were told was COVID in any of the swabs. Yes, but you know, but, but you know full well that the PCR test was flawless. It always came up and found COVID. <laughs> in yeah, in fruit, <laughs> in, in in dead animals, yep. in uh, in ostriches, and yeah, right. And, and you know, and the guy soft drink. I mean, it, it was just yes. everywhere. COVID was was among us. And to it me, I, I, I look back. What, what Omicron strain? What, what what is what is your gut tell you about Omicron? It's man made, just like the rest of the stuff is, mm-hmm. uh, except it, not as lethal. No, no. It it's supposed to be more more contagious, but not as lethal unless you're an old person and they fill you full of the vaccines. And then they put you on a respirator. And remdesivir, uh, and and uh, what's what's that other one? Plavil, I can't pronounce it. It's the other anti-COVID drug that cost a bunch of money to administer. They've got remdesivir, mm-hmm. which is an old chemotherapy. It's a failed chemotherapy drug. And leave it to Fauci mm-hmm. to pull out a failed chemotherapy drug because he's repeating what he did with HIV. Uh, he's protecting he- his investment. Yes, he used a drug called AZT on HIV. Uh, Now, AZT had been taken off the market because it was killing people faster than the cancer it was trying to treat. But But he used it for, you know, for AIDS. Yeah, and he killed a bunch of AIDS patients with it, and he probably still is. Uh, At the time, in the 1980s, treatment with AZT was 10 grand a year. Lord knows what it is now. Mm. But uh, treatment with the world's strongest antiviral called isoprinosin was pennies, relatively. And uh, they actually closed down the company that made isoprinosin in the United States. It was Roussel in Huntington Beach, California. They forced them to close. They, they, they forced them to sell out. They made isoprinosin unavailable in, in the U.S., uh, HIV patients got wise and they started buying the stuff from Mexico. Then that dried out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Fauci chose the most expensive treatment that made him the most money. And people need to understand this, that there is something a little bit, uh, to me, unnerving about how some people in government are making additional monies on things like patents. Oh gosh! And, yeah. and there and and Fauci's organization, the NIH, has lots of people that have made lots of money off pharmaceutical patents. Now, how, well, now how can that be? Because that, NIH and CDC, fifty percent of their income comes from the patents they hold mm-hmm. for the medications that they're pushing. They're not pushing those meds because they're good for you. No, they're not pushing those meds because it'll cure whatever's ailing you. They're not pushing those meds because it's it, it, it'll work against the latest whatever uh, pandemic, epidemic uh, they've concocted. They're pushing those meds because they make cash off of them. Lots of cash. A lot of them, yes. 
And, you know, I mean, a guy that's a government servant worth how many millions of dollars now that we can figure or know at least in Fauci, what, 12 million plus? Yeah, he's, he's making more money than than the president. Oh, yeah. And and other and, and that's not in, and when you look at the salary. Well, I don't know about this president. This president is making a lot of money, but it's not from it's it's not from his paycheck or I'm any. Not, I'm not counting the stuff from the Ukraine or from China <laughs> or from or, China. or right. from Russia, for that matter. Uh, I mean, the Biden family has made money out of Russia, Ukraine and China. Now, that <laughs> and, and people still. But but he's like grandpa. Yeah, if Al Capone's your grandpa, yeah. You know. I mean, you know, like, no, no, give me, no, no, give me no, a break I'm here. Sorry, you're besmirching Al Capone. Al yeah. Capone never, never, never showered and slept with his daughter. That's true. That's true. Now I want to get back just before we before we wander too far down the path, which is so easy to do. The Tulsi Gabbard thing, like I say, it really disturbs me. And the more I've looked at her record. And it's funny, they don't want you to look at their record. Right now, you've got all of these so-called conservative, flag-waving, Trump-loving individuals saying, man, wouldn't that be the great ticket if we can't get Ron DeSantis? Let's go ahead and get Tulsi Gabbard on the ticket in 2024. That'll take care of everything. We'll win it all. And and it'll be happy days are here again, and, and we'll have wonderful freedoms. And you were saying before about Tulsi, let's say, with the Second Amendment. What? How does she feel about the Second Amendment? She hates guns. She has voted for every gun control bill that came her way. She's openly said she hates guns. She's from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. In Hawaii, it's illegal to own guns. Period. Even though it is part of the United States, supposedly. Yeah, exactly. Ain't no Second Amendment in Hawaii. So she doesn't like guns. Won't allow, won't allow you. Doesn't want you to have guns. Right. She wants so the military. She wants guns. the military to have guns, and and the police agencies that government controls to have guns. But you're not supposed to have a gun. Right. For self defense or virtually anything. Government will protect you, and and if you if you try to defend yourself, then you're just like the Europeans. You're furthering violence. If you try to defend yourself mm. on the streets of London, Paris, Moscow, anywhere in Europe, if you're attacked, no matter how viciously, if you try to defend yourself, you are considered furthering violence and you'll go to jail just like the bad guys, maybe worse. You know, had it not been for the video in New York City of the guy in his 60s at that little convenience store that where he got robbed by this individual and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And in protecting himself, he stabbed the uh, person that was attacking and beating on him. And, and they arrested him initially. Now, had it not yeah. been for that video, I don't think the city of New York would have recanted and let him go. The city of New York has been doing that since the 1950s. It was a famous rape case in uh I think it was uh, I well which subway station? I'm sorry, I forget which one. But uh, this 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 gal in the 1950s was was being really mauled and raped by a really nasty ass guy. Mm-hmm. She managed to reach into her purse, get a steel nail file, and she stabbed the guy a few times. She went to jail. He didn't. You wow. got to remember, this is the same city where. They had that famous rape case 
where a woman was being raped on top of the hood of a car in front of 36 witnesses and nobody gave a hoot. Yeah. And that and that has been something that I remember about New York City when I went to college at St. John's University. Yeah. The attitude of, you know, not my problem. That's right. I don't want don't I don't I don't want to get involved. This is this was this is basically the battle cry of living in New York. I don't want to get involved. Leave me out of it. Yeah. It's the battle cry of all liberals. And it's become the battle cry in every state run by I just call them leftists. That's what they really have become. They they're no yeah, longer I mean, liberals. I mean, you're you're insulting what I call the classic liberal <laughs> of the 1940s and 50s that that had good intentions even into the 1960s and 70s. Hubert Humphrey was a nice guy. Hubert mm-hmm. Humphrey would wave the flag. Hubert Humphrey wasn't all about getting rid of all of your rights. He just believed that we could make America a more fair place. And of course, that's always. What the leftist will grab, they use that as their pablum to convince you that they're, they're, they want to do you good. They want to make your life better. Social justice. And it, we see, and they say the same things. And Social here we are. Social justice equals government control. Mm-hmm. One last thing I, and I, about Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, here this person, when you ask somebody, so what do you know about her? Well, she's a nice-looking woman. I think she was in the military. I mean, people don't even know who she is. Mm. Um, no, she was a Democrat congresswoman from Hawaii that was reelected because she was far to the left enough to get reelected in Hawaii, yeah. one of the most leftist states that there is. When it comes to pro-life issues, she believes in government-funded abortion. She believes in abortion right until the time of birth. They don't want to talk about that because she might be a pretty face to run with Trump. I mean, that's that's what people are saying now. And I don't think that's going to fly. You know, I, I hope that her background does catch up with her and that this fawning and pretending that she's something she's not is revealed. Think about what happened to Reagan both in uh, 76 and in 80. In 76, it really did look like, like, like he, he was neck and neck with Jerry Ford. Mm-hmm. And he, 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 he could have won, could not have, you know. But he picked a liberal senator from Pennsylvania, I forget the senator's name, yeah. t- to be his running mate. And then in 80... He picked the opposition. He picked Bush to be his running mate. Mm-hmm. Actually, he was told to pick Bush to be his running mate, or the the bankers were going to crash the system. But in each event, they put in the antidote to Reagan right. on the ticket. Yeah. So if Gabbard runs with Trump, all they have to do is assassinate Trump, and they've got their guy in. Or their gal, whatever or the case. Gal. Well, nowadays it doesn't make any difference. We're all basically <laughs> yeah, non-binary. Mm. You know, this foolishness, and you can forget Title IV. That's going to go by the wayside. You know, once again, one thing a chameleon will do, they'll try to blend in to where it'll fit. And and Mm -hmm. I think that she's being a chameleon. Yeah, Uh, She's trying to blend in, and she's seeing that people are not buying this super high-speed train to, to disaster that is the Biden administration. They're not buying... What is it? What's her name? Jean Paul, whatever. Christine. You know, they're, they're, I keep forgetting. I'm uh, the press secretary for Biden. 
You know, oh, she, she's she's eminently forgettable. Yes, she's freaking illiterate. She and and she and she can't even keep her lie straight. Let alone, you know, at least her predecessor could. Uh, you know, I mean, this every one. Every Democrat needs a liar's notebook. I, I'm telling you that this gal, um, she was she basically got her position in the Biden White House for three reasons. Mm -hmm. Three reasons. Number we know one, two of them are. <laughs> she's a woman and she's black are reasons yep. one and two, and she's gay for reason number three. So she is she. You know, it's the trifecta. She, it's perfect, she, yes. she has to be hired. Doesn't the matter. Perfect liberal. Well, what about Never her skills? What, what about her skills down. in public relations communications? Doesn't matter. She's got <laughs> the. She has all the things that are important to this party. She's a woman. She's a minority, and she's a homosexual. That's yeah. all we need. That's all. That, that's the entire mantra of that White House. If you're a freak that wears a, if you're a guy that wears a dress and you act like a freak, the higher you go in that White House. Yeah. And when you think about it, mm -hmm. uh, the entire homosexual population of the United States, I thought it was higher, but it's actually last time anyone counted in the in the census, I guess, it's only 3%. Mm -hmm. If that. We're letting 3% of the people run 97% of the government. It's what appears to be right now. That's, you know, gee, is is that a democracy? <laughs> No, it's not. It isn't. Hasn't been. And if you if you look at what has happened in 50 years, and I want to go back to 1972. Mm -hmm. First year that I voted for president, 1972, Summit County, Ohio. If somebody had been on the ticket that had been a, a known homosexual, no matter how popular that person had been prior to that revelation, what would have the odds have been of that person winning the election in 1972? Probably none. Virtually zero. And there would have been a few diehards that just hit the straight party tick, and that's the only way that guy would ever get any votes. Yeah. The average American, even Democrats, even early libertarians, conservatives of the conservative party, the liberal party of New York, the, the workers party of New York, all of those parties, nobody would vote for them. They wouldn't want that. Today, it's a badge of honor. Today, it must be celebrated above everything else. And you go back to the 1970s and the mantra for 10 or 15 years, just tolerate us. Just leave us alone. Let us be. Let us live in peace with you. 1973 is when homosexuality got taken out of the abnormal psych section of the DOM. The DOM mm -hmm. uh, is the directory of, of, uh, of mental diseases. And it's formulated by two guys from Harvard. Yeah. And one of the guys, the last time they, re they, they, they reformulated the, the DOM, which is like five years ago, one of the two doctors said it was so full of crap. It wasn't even funny. Because half of it was just political. Because they had just gotten rid of pedophilia, too. Mm. So take a look at the DOM and whatever in abnormal psych they want to legalize. First, they will take it out of the abnormal psych section of the DOM. And then we went. You're right. And then we went from just tolerate to just please accept us. Please just 
accept us and, and let us participate in life and we'll keep everything we do private in our homes. And then we've moved to, you better celebrate us and you better worship us. You better realize we're better than you or else the power of government is going to come to destroy you. This is what has occurred in 50 years. Mm -hmm. Just tolerate us to accept us, now embrace us, and now worship us. Well, you know, while the rest of us were, were, were working and trying to make a living, raising families and, 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 and paying taxes, those folks were busy infiltrating bureaucracy and government. Right now, the number of homosexuals in the FBI is astrophricanomical. Most of their agents are BLM supporters and a good many of their agents, probably more than half, are homosexual men and lesbian women. Which is keeping up the tradition of J. Edgar Hoover, the transvestite. Bingo. Yes. Who had a know, dossier, really by the way. thing about sex. Yeah. Well, about, about open sex. He, he was very quietly queer. Oh, yeah. But, J., uh, for example, J. Edgar hated the fact that JFK was, was, was uh, uh, openly promiscuous. You know, when you think about the FBI and you go back to um, the days of J. Edgar Hoover, you know, wearing a dress quietly <laughs> in his home. Looking you know, like Shirley Temple. Yeah, trying to be a Shirley Temple. <laughs> what kept him in power was the fact that he had a dossier on everybody of any importance in Washington, D.C. and in corporate America and in leadership in the biggest states in the union. Yes, they spied on people without the reservation. Right. And they would let you know. Yep. He would have a way to let the word leak out that, you know, you better take good care of this FBI and you better not be asking questions because you remember that day back in October of 1958 when you were in some hotel and there was a woman there that was not your wife. You remember that day? Well, if you don't play ball, the world is going to know all about that day. Yep. And, and this is how he kept everybody in line, Democrat and Republican alike, until the day minutes, that... Uh, what was, say that again, I couldn't hear. Uh, within 30 minutes of his kicking off, Nixon had sent people, we don't know who, people into his office over the objections of his secretary... And they cleaned out his two file cabinets. They physically took those file cabinets out of the office. They haven't been seen since. I wonder those why. Those were his, uh, his dirty files. Yeah, and, and it's, it's just a fact of life that a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that this is what the man did. He was a, he was a very evil-hearted man. That's the best yes. way to describe it, an right. evil-hearted man. Yep. And the he legacy of the FBI... the a good anti-communist... But he, 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 his, his actions show that he, 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 he failed in that miserably. He, he may have been anti-communist, but I really believe that he is the other version of communism, a fascist, mm -hmm. where government controlled private enterprise. Yes. And, and I think that would have been his perfect world where the government controls the schools, where the government has a say-so in all business and industry and, and the way people are allowed to live, you know, he was a fascist at heart. Not, not, he was definitely not a, a person that believed in true democracy 
or a republic. He believed in a fascist-controlled state. Exactly. And yet people are told, I, you know, I, I listen to a lot of old-time radio whenever I have to travel. It, I just get tired of the news some days. You know, when you do this kind of radio program pretty much every day and you're having to prepare for it, it can get to you after a while. Yeah. And so there are times that I'll listen to old-time radio programs. Some of them are, are a little corny. Some are, but, but some are actually really well-produced. And, and, I, and I think about one of the programs, This Is Your FBI. That was a radio program. And, you know, and they're honoring J. Edgar Hoover and, and his G-Men and bringing back the days of the 1930s and, and Prohibition and all that went with it. And, or 1920s into early 1930s uh, of Prohibition. And, and I, I really think that when you look at the United States today, when they tried to legislate one kind of morality and make it that way, uh, they ended up giving us organized crime and the FBI. You know, yep. they, it, it grew because of those two things. Right. And, and that's sad. What should have been a premier agency to take care of things that went across state lines, like bank robberies, kidnappings, and what have you, has, to me, become a politically wasted organization whose powers are no longer used for the benefit of this country, but more times than not are used for political agendas in this country. And if the Republicans had any kind of a backbone at all, they would run on a ticket of doing one of two things, emptying out the seventh floor of the J. Edgar Hoover building of everybody that occupies it, which is where the leadership is. In other words, open the windows and push them on out or just get rid of it entirely. Is it high enough? (laughs) <laughs> seven stories ought to do the job yeah and I, i'm just saying i hate to be that way but christopher ray needs to go to prison not to retirement that's just yeah. my opinion i may be wrong but correct me if i'm wrong on that uh they got rid of struck but he's still out there yapping away these people violated the constitution of the united states used the power of government violated the hatch act to and they committed treason in what they did in 2020. And they walk around smug and self-righteous, but we should be loved for what we did. We kept they Trump from getting... They bureaucracy. Who's, we, we who's kept, to get rid of them? We kept Trump from getting into office. Why don't you worship me? This is the stupidity that we have to deal with today. This, right. is, the, this is how demonic our nation has become. And, and, the, and all those on the right... You know, they're they're being they're having their attention, which sometimes is way too limited. Today, the attention span is being being drawn away by Tulsi Gabbard. Look at Tulsi. She's a pretty woman. She served in the military and now she's left the Democrat Party. She's endorsed Carrie Lake in Arizona, which is fine. But what is she really in the long run? Is she a Decepticon, to use that term from, you know, the Transformers. I, I think that she is. And, and I think she is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And and frankly, I don't trust her. She she comes off well-polished. And, and trust me, there's a staff behind her. This yeah. process started, in my opinion, I believe this process started before she ran for president in 2019. Was she ever one of one of Soros's young leaders? 
That, That's some of the investigation know? I need to know. I don't think she's WEF, but but I could see her being funded by Soros. Yeah. We'll find out. And, to, and that's something over the next couple of weeks. Of we're going we're gonna to get into depth on who is Tulsi Gabbard and should you believe her. Yeah. Now, let's, let, let's add another name. All right. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is supposedly one of the most conservative members of Congress. And yes, he talks to talk. He seems to walk the walk. But you have to remember who groomed him to be senator of the United States. And you have to remember who his wife is. He was a lawyer for Goldman Sachs. That's his right. He was vice president for Goldman Sachs. When he first ran for Congress, he ran on Goldman Sachs money. When you run on other people's money, you owe them. And they own you. Yes. There are a lot of people out there that talk a good game on the conservative side. And I don't trust them. They're all plants. And, and I, I've said this the other day on the radio program that the problem with the Republican Party for my entire lifetime, when I was born, the Democrats took over the House that had just taken over a couple of years before the House of Representatives, and they held it for 30 some odd years, almost 40 years, yeah. 40 straight years. They had the House. And half the time or more, they had the Senate. And half the time they had the White House mm-hmm. all the way up until that point. It was only 1992 or 1994 when the House turned to be under Republican control for the first time in 40 years. So Reagan was basically getting done what he got done with a Democrat House of Representatives and half the time a Democrat Senate or leaning Democrat. Right. These people are politicians. They're not party loyalists, really. Those that opt to be in the Republican Party because they can win in their districts or their state do so like Lindsey Graham uh, because that's the only way to get into office in South Carolina. You're not going to win as a Democrat anymore. He basically has joined the loyal opposition party that's really just a greater part of the main party, which is the Democrat Party or the Party of Bureaucrats. And Lindsey Graham is allowed from time to time to have a little hissy fit and complain about things that he doesn't like. And and he he does a good job of it. When he ran for re-election in 2020, he had all the sob stories. The people of South Carolina, they keep voting him in because he's tricky enough to get through the primary. And then what choice do they have? They run some uber-liberal Democrat up against him, and of course he's going to win. And now he's secure for for another four years before he's got to do it all over again. When I lived in South Carolina, I actually voted for Democrat once because the Republicans had run somebody who just moved there from New Jersey. Yep. And he was so anti-gun, he was so collectivist. I had no clue what he was doing in the Republican Party, but they did that on purpose to make the other fellow look good. I don't even remember what the other fellow's name was. He was always the junior senator because Strom. Ah, yes, Strom Thurmond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the guy that they had, uh, you're talking about Ernest Hollings. Yes, thank you. That's right. Uh, Ernest Hollings, the greatest line. Before we go to break here, 
one of the greatest lines of Ernest Hollings I've ever heard. And because I, I have family that goes way back in South Carolina to the 1700s. And he once said, you know, we, we, we get together and, and, and we spend a, a million dollars here and a million dollars there and, and another million over here. Before you know it, you're talking some real money. <laughs> I mean, it's his, his whole attitude. <laughs> Ernest Hollings. And, you know, he, he was one of those old, old Southern gentlemen statesmen. Uh, basically, if you know his history, uh, he was, well, segregationist. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how he kept staying in office. He yep. was a diehard uh, Southern Democrat uh, to the max. And Strom Thurmond had been a Democrat, didn't win. And this is a little bit of trivia here. I know I'm running over for the break, folks, so hang in here. Um, little family trivia. My grandfather on my mother's side is from Anderson, South Carolina. He had been shipped off to New York at the age of 19, learned banking, ended up back in South Carolina in the late 40s after the Second World War. And he became the treasurer for Strom Thurmond when he ran as a Dixiecrat. He was good friends with Strom Thurmond. And I have met Strom Thurmond. I've met one of his wives. You know, he had many a young wife over the years and and what a history that man has but he ran as a dixiecrat which meant at that time he was totally a segregationist because the democrats were getting too cozy uh with black folk back in those days as he put it and and so it, it it is he he changed over the years but he was still a southern democrat at heart when he died at age 100 in a nursing home in edgefield uh this South Carolina politics is strange, to say the least. As we go to break, let me just take a moment here as we go to break. I want to remind you that this radio program is on the air because of your help and financial support. And we are trying to expand our reach on shortwave radio. Airtime is not free, uh, but it's reasonable enough. And, and you have been a faithful audience to keep us on the radio. And I'm going to ask you if you can do a favor. If you could make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. It would be a great help as we try to wind up this month of October and prepare for the next month of November. And the mailing address is very simple. You can mail it to P.O. Box 510. P.O. Box 510. And the city is Chilhowie. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie is 24319. That's 24319. You can also support us from the website, which is truth, the number two ponder.com. That's truth to ponder.com. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. Cleaning up your mess. Coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. You're receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. <sighs> you make a mess, you clean it up. I remember being a little kid and I, even at three years old, I, my room was a mess. I had wooden blocks all over the place. Whatever I had it was a mess. 
but I had to live with it unless I cleaned it up. My parents would say, clean up your room. You made a mess. Now clean it up. You mess it up. You clean it up. And if you don't, you're going to live in it. You probably heard the same thing. Well, we learned that as little children. It was one of the first lessons we learned in life. You make a mess, you clean it up. But you know what? We tend to forget that. That's still a lesson we need to learn as adults. It can affect your life right now. You know, when Zacchaeus came to salvation, he didn't say, hey, praise God, I'm saved. And, you know, I ripped off people, but it doesn't matter because I'm saved. And that's no, he said, I'm going to go back and I'm going to because I sinned against others. I'm going to make it up to them. I'm going to I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to undo it. I'm going to make right. I ripped off people. I'm going to I made a mess of my life and of their life. And I'm going to do right. If I've wronged them, I'm going to pay back four times. So with us, you know, grace is not to make you irresponsible. It's to make you responsible, responsible to the Lord, responsible to others. To be able to fix, redeem. That's the sign of an adult, a mature person. You made a mess in your life. You hurt somebody, go back, clean it up. You take responsibility for your actions. You gossiped, go back, clean it up. Make good, lift up that person. You hurt somebody, say you're sorry, do good. You got enemies, do good, bless them. God will bless you until you clean them up. In some way, you're going to be living in it. Whatever good you can do, do it. God will bless you. You made a mess, clean it up. It's that simple. Want more? Ask for Lessons of Little Children on CD. Now, the free gift for you. You'll love it. Sapphire's uh, Super Spiritual Supplement for a Super Spiritual Walk in the Lord and the Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. Uh, You're going to love it. And it's yours free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus, real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. You will be blessed with those gifts. But call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and the unreached peoples on five continents. How? Well, through shortwave radio, we can blanket the earth. It's the farthest way you can ever impact the world for the Lord. Just call 1-800-YESHUA. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write to me, the nice Jewish boy. Here's the address. It's box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. That's box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying... Clean up your mess, my friend. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you in Messiah. Ravinu, our teacher. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two truth to ponder for this Thursday, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Once again, a thank you for all of you that listen either as a podcast or on the radio. It means more to me than you'll ever know, and those of you that do take the time to to write us, you can send me a direct email. I'm the only guy that reads this particular email address, bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. That's bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. There is no big staff here. There is no paid staff. Not even the host of this program is paid. But we do value your support to stay on the radio to keep this, this news and information out there. I try my best every day to be like a voice crying in the wilderness, to bring you truth and information, and also, if you listen to this program on a regular basis, to to point you to the author of all truth, and that is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is why we do this program, unashamedly, I might add. Now, my guest today, Dr. William Wong. 
and a lot of you enjoy the conversations that he and I have. And and we've talked about a number of topics. We, we talked a little bit of politics in the first half and, and why we're both a little concerned about everybody fawning over Tulsi Gabbard and believing so many people that claim to be conservative, but that many of them are just basically wolves in sheep's clothing. And I remind you, as we come back, it was 2020 when Trump won the presidency, and we still had, and we won and had the House of Representatives, and we had the United States Senate. Every promise the Republicans made in the House and the Senate during the Obama years, every one of them was broken. When they had the chance to repeal Obamacare, they failed, even though they had the majority. In everything they said they were going to do, they lied. Trump was stabbed in the back by Ryan, the leader of the House, who then left in 2018, and the Democrats have been there ever since. Now, that ought to tell you something. The Republicans play their part as the loyal opposition. They make a lot of noise, but nothing really changes. Evil takes three steps forward, And maybe we force them to take a step or two sometimes back. But evil is constantly winning. Now, my guest today again, Dr. William Wong. And the CDC is another entity that you and I have discussed ad nauseum, to to say the least. And so what is your, their honesty and integrity, how would you rank the CDC and the NIH and others in honesty and integrity? Negative 100. <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> yeah, uh, I could probably do worse, but <laughs> negative 100 will work. Yeah. And and so what's going on with the CDC these days that, that has your attention? They want to vaccinate kids. They want to make it mandatory to vaccinate kids, even though the only people getting sick from COVID and dying from it are the vaccinated, even though... The, the 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 sudden death syndrome that has all the doctors perplexed. Why all these young people are just plotsing dead. Well, we're supposed to... Listen, there's a PSA, public service announcement that was running up in New York State, trying to tell people that heart attacks in young children is normal. And oh, strokes. Right. I mean, it's like, strokes happen to children, too. I never heard of that growing up. You know, the only time strokes happen to kids is with newborns when they get cerebral hemorrhage. That's why newborn babies get a, a, an injection of vitamin K, because their blood's so thin that they might have a cerebral hemorrhage and stroke out, and, and it, it's bad for them. Aside from that, kids don't usually get strokes. When I don't know of anybody that I grew up with, and, and I'm thinking in my lifetime— in Long Island, upstate New York. I only knew of one person that I went to high school with that died at a young age, like in the in their early 20s. Yeah. And this person had had all their entire life, unbeknownst to us, but she had known, a very defective heart. Mm-hmm. And this is the 1970s, long before some of the surgeries we have today right. and some of the techniques that we have today. And... She died of a very bad heart, and uh, and and I didn't know about it. Uh, and that this explains why she never wanted to date much. She didn't work much. She stayed at home, 
And now we know why, because she knew that she was a ticking time bomb when it came to her heart. And she succumbed to it one day, they say, in her sleep, just died in her sleep. And the autopsy revealed, you know, a heart that shouldn't have lived as long as it did. And and I don't know. I know that there was a time that things like rheumatic fever, if you had it as a child, would damage your heart and other diseases like that, which could have been the cause. But un, but outside of that, unless somebody had a drug overdose later in life, a car accident, people or, or something like a Lou Gehrig's disease, people that I went to high school with by the time we were in our 40s, they were still alive. You know, we didn't lose a lot of our class, one or two here and there. Yeah. And, and it's only now that we're approaching 70, we're losing a few more, which is just nature's, you know, way, the way it goes. Yeah. But, you know, but, but this whole thing about vaccines, why would they want to vaccinate children when the risk of the vaccine, even if it's only one in 7,000 children have an adverse reaction or a bad one or a deadly one or a devastating one, that's still a higher number than any child that ever got impacted negatively by COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, the children's deaths with COVID is non-existent unless they may have had some disease that was going to kill them in short order anyway. Right. There not was no a single healthy child has ever died of COVID. That's right. Not one. Not one. And the original idea of, well, we're going to vaccinate them so they don't get their teachers sick with COVID. Now, we know that's a bunch of, you know, baloney. I'm going right, to use a nice term. Right, because people now getting sick of the vaccinated. So the vaccine obviously doesn't help or prevent. We, we said on this program, this, we made the statement in the fall of last year. It has now become obvious the vaccine neither stops you from getting or spreading COVID. Right. It was becoming apparent. But, but you say that on Facebook, say it on Twitter, say it in any mainstream media. You were called a purveyor of fake news, false information, misleading information. People like Governor Gavin Newsom, if you w- would try to take your medical license to make such a blasphemous statement. And yet it's true. And, and that goes to show you how far down the Bill of Rights has gone that you can't speak freely about anything, regardless of what subject it is. Queers can talk about queering up kids. Queers can talk about all the horrible, nasty things they want to do. To your kids. kids. <laughs> and and yet, you point out the fact that they suffer from a mental disease and you're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, the world in which we live. Yes. One of the things that's really bugging me are... Are the, the the cancer deaths that the COVID vaccine has caused that are being covered up. Let me read you five points from Dr. Mer- Mercola. This mm-hmm. came out uh, October 4, 14th, how cancer deaths from COVID jabs were being hidden. And his story at a glance, point number one, analysis of the U.S. morbidity and mortality weekly report data suggests the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has been filtering and redesignating cancer deaths as COVID deaths since April of 2021 to eliminate the cancer signal. Point number two, the signal is being hidden by swapping the underlying cause of death with the main cause of death. Number three, uncontrollable turbocharged cancers the medical establishment has never seen before have only started to occur 
after the rollout of the COVID virus. Point number four, before it was manipulated to eliminate the safety signal, data from the Defense Medical Epidemiology Database showed cancer rates amongst military personnel and their families tripled tripled now when you're talking military you're, you're talking primarily younger healthy adults yes that exactly. are in good that are generally speaking in most cases in physically decent shape exactly which leads to point number five after the rollout of the covid jabs in 2021 cancer patients have gotten younger with the largest increase occurring in the 30 to 50 year olds tumor sizes are dramatically larger Multiple tumors in multiple organs are becoming more common, and reoccurrence and metastasis are increasing. That is amazing stuff, no matter what anybody says. And and yet the mainstream media will still, but get your booster today. They're being you need to, to get your that. booster. Right. And I want to know, from what I'm seeing, and now correct me if I am wrong, from my observations over the past year and a half, almost two years now when you start thinking when we get into next year that these vaccines have been available. There's something that I have noticed, you know, that, that is occurring. The, the, the original narrative was if you get the vaccine, COVID stops with you because you can't get it, thus you can't spread it. That was the mantra. That's right. And if you mm-hmm. do that, if you are obedient, you can take off your face diaper and not have to wear it anymore if you're right. fully vaccinated. Well, where, what happened with that? They're hoping you've forgotten that they said that. And then we kept hearing all through into the fall of last year that getting the vaccine will help stop the spread. It no longer said will, it'll help. And then it went a little farther. And the reason you should consider it, the reason you need to take it, the reason you need to obey us, is because it may minimize your symptoms. Now, I had somebody that shared a little graph with me. I was in a kind of a debate with, I'm not going to say where. And it showed, you know, that those that had the vaccine compared to those that didn't had a lower rate of hospitalization and death. Then I did a little bit more study and figured out when that graph came out. Well, that graph came out like in April of 2021 in May. And then you start seeing a trend. They don't talk about the trend that occurred after that, where it went negative. It went in reverse. Basically, the original vaccine treating the alleged original COVID-19, or what I'm just going with what they're saying, had an efficacy rate that was short-lived. In other words, you had your maximum benefit, if that's what you could call it, about three weeks or two weeks after your second injection. Mm-hmm. And then it it peaked, and then it started to fade rapidly. Right. And by the fifth month, you were now entering negative territory. In and other, while it was failing, it was killing your immune system, reducing it by 5% every week, so that by week 20, you had AIDS. Or, and, and so suddenly, what immunity you had, which they were able to claim for that period of time, has vanished. Right. Now, along with all immunity, and when they give you a booster, they're discovering the booster doesn't give you any further immunity. Mm-hmm. And the worst part is the boosters are always behind the the variant, 
And so they're they're not even keeping up. So in order to try to keep up, they gave the new vaccine to eight mice who happened to live. But all of the eight mice, when challenged with the real virus, came down with COVID. <laughs> Go figure. But we're supposed to give that to our children? Which, what, what are they thinking? When you, See, none of this makes sense until you get to putting it up against the 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 ruler of 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 okay this doesn't make sense when measured against this this doesn't make sense when measured against that 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 they're saying there doesn't make sense when you measured it against this when you measure it against the ruler of their wanting to lower the population kill off a significant portion of the population that's the only time anything of this makes sense and then it's all of those 21 hey it, UN. it was funny it was uh a week ago it was like last not this past monday but the week before there was a hearing held in uh at have all places the european union and they're asking questions about you know does this uh, does this vaccine stop you from spreading the virus and they ask a Pfizer executive, and her answer was, well, well no, of course not. We, we never tested for that. We were so busy working. You ready for this line? We were so busy going at the speed of science to science. get this to market. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going, what kind of syphilis brain nonsense is that to make such a bizarre statement? We never tested for that. We didn't test for a whole lot with this vaccine. We try to cover up any deaths, any major effects. And the best way to do that is, you know, to vaccinate as quick as you can your control group. So there's never a comparison, which is what they did. Mm. I mean, they had the unvaxxed, you know, with the placebo and then the vaxxed. And then they did all this stuff and the studies and they saw a couple of happy numbers and they immediately vaccinated the, the, the control group as soon as they got done, which then would kill off any further comparisons because now they're both in the same cohort. Now, that seems a little bit suspicious to me. How does that hit you? It isn't science. It's cover-up. And I would honestly be surprised if the studies happened at all. The gal, and I forget her name, she's a physician, and for 20 mm -hmm. years, she was the editor of the British Medical Journal. Mm -hmm. Flatly said on her retirement. Now, notice she waited till she retired. Of course. That 60 to 70 percent of the studies published in the English language medical journals, and she broadly said all of them. Right. Were made of whole cloth and completely faked. The, the, the numbers, the studies, everything was completely faked. None of it had ever really happened. And they did it all to sell drugs. So, what if no. that also they, applies? You mean money? Money is the root of all evil. Yeah, or the love of money, I should say. Yeah, just like scripture says. Can't be. I mean, Pfizer would would do something evil for money. Always. Moderna, that never had a successful product go to the marketplace, would would fudge some numbers to get a vaccine paid for by the government and make their first profit in nine years? You know, Merck hid the fact 
that their anti-polio vaccine, their Sabin vaccine that they were pushing into kids back in the 1960s and the ones that most of us got as a, a, a drop on a, on a sugar cube, mm-hmm. uh, that it, had, it was so chock full of wild monkey viruses that I, 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 I want you to undertake something. A friend of mine who's a really old-timey doc, he was, he was an army doc back in the 60s. So he's, a, he's fairly on in age. Made a study. He went back and he looked through pathology textbooks, medical pathology textbooks, going all the way back to the 1900s. It was from the 1950s when they started vaccinations through the 1900s. There ain't no such animal anywhere as an autoimmune condition. Autoimmune conditions only started after vaccination. I believe it. And it's from all the monkey viruses, the green monkey viruses that were in the Sabin vaccine and that are probably still there. Yeah. We're going to run out of time here. And by the way, uh, I saw a, a wonderful headline, monkeypox, we barely knew you, <laughs> as it disappears and fades into the sunset just in time. And, and of course, Biden, you know, going to our strategic oil reserve to keep the gas prices down to help the Congress get reelected. Uh, we'll All we'll they talk about cheat. I, I mean, know. why bother? All they have to do is play with the numbers. Yeah, I, I mean, know. So what if a county has three times more voters than it has population? Uh, we didn't didn't bother them the last time. Yeah. Listen, in the in the last remaining minute and a half that we got here, you do a lot to help people's health, and I'm going to give you this little open floor here for the next ninety seconds. Okay. Tell people what you do and how they can find you. I make nutritional supplements. I also give out health advice. I'm a, a, a grandfatherly figure. And if you want to read what grandpa has to say, you can go to drwongsmessage.com for some of my written articles. You can go to Dr. Wong's Essentials of Life and Wellness on YouTube. I've got a number of videos there. And Dr. Wong, uh, I think it's just just playing Dr. William Wong on BitChute. When YouTube started censoring me, I switched all my videos over, oh, my newer videos over to BitChute. So you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on BitChute. You can find me on Dr. Wong's message. And if you want to see my supplements, go to drwongsessentials.com. And my guest today, Dr. William Wong. Dr. Wong, I want to thank you for once again being on Truth to Ponder for this episode. I enjoy so much of the conversation that Dr. Wong and I have whenever I can arrange to have him on the program, and I hope you do too. If you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder, would you consider giving us your financial support to keep us on the short wave? We don't have any advertisers. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 510, and that is in Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319, 24319. And you can make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. You can also support us from our website, which is truth, the number two ponder.com. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder.
Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.